Hello and welcome. I'm Melissa Snover, the CEO and founder of Nourished, and your host today for the first ever Nourished podcast series, Nourish Your New Year. At Nourished, we believe in five key pillars, technology and harnessing it as an empowerment tool to make dreams come true, nutrition as medicine, and that prevention is always better than cure, entrepreneurial thinking and challenging the status quo to create real positive change in people's lives, sustainability, and really walking that walk, creating businesses which are locally sourced, plastic-free, and sustainable from the top to the bottom. And lastly, plant-based power, veganism and plant-based eating as a choice for the environment and our global public health. Over the series, we'll be talking to some of the most prolific leaders, industry disruptors, and radical thinkers in hopes in, of inspiring you to nourish your health, your mind, your planet, and your community in the new year to come. Today, I'm joined with the prolific diet disruptor and entrepreneur, Barbara Cox. Inspired by food and health while visiting Japan, Barbara actually trained as a nutritionalist and set up the iconic food brand NutriChef in 2004. Since then, she's been creating healthy meal plans for busy people, trying to do everything from lose weight, maintain a healthy lifestyle, stay on top of stress, and achieve fitness goals. She sold NutriChef in 2015 and set up the BC Nutrition Consulting Firm to continue working with businesses and individuals, implementing strategies to improve productivity, um, overall wellness, and consulting of those individuals on a humongous variety of health-related issues. Her client list and work experience is expansive and extremely impressive, coupled with multiple book deals and product developments. She's been through the entrepreneurial journey multiple times from startup to exit and has garnered impressive results in business growth, brand development, and brand value generation. I'm really excited to speak to her today and I'm super hopeful that she's got some great tips for all of us out there who are looking to upgrade our nutrition and health and eating habits in particular in 2020. So Barbara, thank you so much for being on the call with me today. I really appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor. Thank you, Melissa. No, it's a pleasure. I'm a massive fan of your career and what you've done for the nutrition industry. And for the listeners, I think it would be wonderful if we could just kick things off by getting a little bit of background about your career at NutriChef and then what you're doing now with the Barbara Cox approach. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, um, so back in 2004, seems like ages ago now, um, I started a healthy meal delivery company from my home. I uh, took the plunge and remortgaged my house to um, create what I thought was going to be a fantastic company. And luckily the gamble paid off, which was really good. So NutriChef was born through... Um, me working with my clients really because I was giving them a meal plan to follow at home. You know, here's a written 30 day program, go away, cook it yourself. And I would have follow up with the clients after 30 days and hardly any of them would have cooked the meals. <laughs> and so 
it, it was like uh, I had one client actually say to me, Melissa, well, do you know what, Barbara? If you were to just cook the meals, I'd eat it. And that was the light bulb moment. And it was like, great, okay, I will. And um, before I knew it, after three months, I had 25 customers. And uh, then I knew I had something. And so we moved into our premises and the rest is, um, you know, the, I, I had NutriChef for 12 years that uh, we grew from something in my kitchen to um, a European company and we sold it in March 2015 in a two-year buyout. So yeah, it was great. Start to exit. It was really fun. Amazing. And I mean, honestly, what you touched on there is something that I think that people um, are probably, you know, like surfacely aware of, but that they don't really give enough clout, which is that people are very um, happy to receive advice, but it's the following through and adhering to that advice is where a lot of these um, fantastic initiatives fall down. And what you offered with NutriChef just made it so much easier and more convenient for people to do it. And I think that is really the, the game changer um, in and what people really want in relation to, you know, their health and nutrition, not just a somebody telling them, but actually really walking them through it, providing all of the tools. Um, and, and so obviously that's what you found. Um, how did you make so many meals in your kitchen, 20 people and three, how did you do that? (laughs) Well, I'm not, I'm not a trained chef myself. So, um, I hired a chef to come work with me at, at the house and I created all the menus. So that was my specialty, creating the menu and tailoring it to their needs. And this is where it became very personalized. And this is where, um, you know, back in 2004, healthy meals delivered to your door was like not even heard of. There was one other company in the UK that were doing it and I'm based down here in Bournemouth so nobody was doing it down here at all it was very London London based and so it was a real real niche this personalized um, meal delivery so yeah I kind of grew the team grew the team from there that's incredible and when you were making the personalized options um, you know that is obviously an extremely bespoke approach um, how was it that you scaled that? Because I mean, at Nourish right now, you know, we're using 3D printing technology, but that's one of the questions that A, I ask myself and my team, but I get asked the most is how in the world are you going to scale a personalized product? Well, we had a base product. And then what we would do from there is um, tailor only certain areas. Obviously, if you had allergies, then we would omit those foods from your meals. Um, but, you know, some people did take it a little bit too far. Oh, I don't like beetroot. I don't like this and I don't like that. So it got to the point that the more bespoke it was, the more we charged. So our margins would always stay the same. And, and, and the client got exactly what they wanted if they were willing to pay for it. So um, we had general meal plans as well that, that were very cost effective for the uh, end user but yeah if you if they wanted something very personalized we could do it but it came at a cost um and everyone was happy with that because we kept some really good boundaries around it and and it was yeah it was scalable in the end because um you, you know if they're paying for the bespokeness of it that actually paid for someone to overlook their meals and and be able to give them the best service um, that they were paying for. And I think that's something that is extremely sought after. And I think people at a certain in a certain part of the market are absolutely willing and also expect to um, pay for that. Like you would have to if you had a, your own personal chef 
you know, at the end of the day, I think it's very reasonable that, that you would have to do that. I'm interested about how you had these um, certain sets, which were available to be personalized to, you know, for allergies. Was this around goals? Was it things like I'm trying to slim down or I'm trying to bulk up or I would like to have more energy? How did you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can probably still remember the names. I'm not sure now. NutriChef is still going, but I'm not too sure. I, I don't work with them um, anymore. I My golden handcuffs are truly off. Um, but we used to have Health and Vitality, which was... Um, sort of the the uh, weight loss program. And then we um, had another one just for pure energy. We had a bespoke women's program for going into um, menopause and hormonal issues. We actually had um, like a, a program for diabetics. We had one for athletes and different athletes as well. So um, some of our athletes we're having sometimes 6,000 calories a day, depending on, on what, we, what they were doing and what they were expending as well, some of our Olympians. So it was, it was really, um, yeah, really quite interesting, all staying within our principles as well. So we were wheat-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. Um, we had vegan programs, vegetarian programs, paleo programs. So yeah, but I mean, by the end of it, we didn't start with all of those, obviously, in 2004. And, and we just, as we grew, so did our offering. So it was very manageable, really. Um, sometimes when I look back, I think, my goodness, how did I do it all? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. But I love what you did. And you basically just continued to develop solutions based on exactly what the customers were asking for and needed. And I think... That's yeah. something that a big manufacturer just can't do and um, is, a, is a disruptive um, thing that, you know, small and personalized style approach businesses can actually start to, um, yeah, affect the market um, in, in a really exciting way. So that's, that's super interesting. And I think when you mentioned about the Olympic athlete, um, I completely um, hear that. So, you know, you've got these athletes that are doing endurance exercise and cardio all day long. Like, I think Michael Phelps, what was it that he used to eat something ridiculous, like um, tens of thousands of calories a day? 15,000, I think it was. I think it was 15,000 yeah. <laughs> calories a day he used to eat. But, I mean, he's what, a triple Olympian gold medalist or something? So, I mean, his training schedule must be uh, pretty heavy duty. Absolutely. And I think that it just speaks to this whole idea about, you know, one diet for every person is absolutely ridiculous. And if you actually think about it, it makes so much sense. But for such a long time, the diet industry has had this like one prescription for all. And I think that that's where we're starting to see in the marketplace now where consumers are thinking, why doesn't this approach work for me when it seems to be working for my friends? And they're starting to question that. And I, and I would love to hear whether you're, what, what you think about that and whether you're hearing that from your existing clients now. I am. There is not a one-size-fits-all solution in anyone's health and wellness. We are all so different. So there's not, when I work with clients now one-to-one, -one, there is not one program ever that I give is the same to each person. They are all bespoke because we all have different needs. But even when I think of how I feed my family, you know, portion sizes are different. Um, you know, I, um, my girls, one of them uh, wants something different than the other ones and one has an allergy. And, and so, you, you know, I, I just kind of do it naturally, but it, it makes your day so much easier. Um, 
And my whole philosophy really has been protect and correct. So when you do get that bespoke nutrition right, either for yourself or for your family um, or friends, then the impact that that has on your energy and your well-being and your mental health is, you know, phenomenal. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think, um, yeah, this type of a solution is extremely important. And going forward, I'm really excited to see that movement continue to grow. Um, I remember when I was a young girl in, in high school, and I always think back and I literally laugh out loud at this, but like the, the general knowledge and understanding at that time was that carbs were low in calories and so you could eat as many of them as you wanted. And that fats were really, really bad. <laughs> All fats, it didn't matter the kind of fat. And you are constantly looking at fat content and calories only. Um, and so like eating an entire loaf of bread was like better than having peanut butter. And I just think now, wow, that's so ridiculous. I that love it. That is, that. <laughs> that is so true. and such a great story. So way back when, how I actually got interested in nutrition is that I was Canadian champion skater for many years. And I ate absolute rubbish because when I was Canadian champion skater, it was known that a Snickers bar was going to give you energy. So what did I eat every day? A Snickers bar. Um, and so I developed something called hypoglycemia, which I actually ended my career in the end. So yes, sports nutrition and performance nutrition has come a long way since I was 18. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that, um, I think that, it, you know, you still see this kind of stuff being bodied around by certain organizations that will go unnamed. <laughs> and yeah. you just think that is so morally irresponsible for you to promote that type of a program. Because at the end of the day, the consumer is making the effort of trying to make the right choices and they're getting such conflictory um, and varied advice that it's really, really difficult to sift through that and find, you know, really meaningful, backed by research, et cetera, information. And I think that's why, you know, what you offer is extremely uh, efficacious and resonant um, and obviously has results that, that speak for it. Um, and so I was going to mention this uh, when you said the Olympic skier, but I got, then got a little bit sidetracked. So speaking of results, I had a look on your website today and it looks like you have worked with some incredible celebrities, helping them stay on track or get ready for big events. I would love to hear about that and what that's like. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I love working with anybody and, and we've had some great celebrities, uh, along the way, um, Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne, uh, many singers from the Red Hot Chili Peppers to Leona Lewis. Um, and, and we've had a lot of the big brother team, uh, winners come through our doors and helping them as well. Chantal Houghton, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful working with anybody. They are just people at the end of the day and, and have needs and, um, you know, we used to have Kelly Osborne just phone up the office herself and ask for meals, you know, so it was, it was a really great informal service that we had and they felt very at home with us and I can talk about them openly now, but at the time that we were actually feeding them, we, we had a very, very closed, um, you know, we'd never go to the media and, and stuff like that. So they could trust our service as much as they could trust the food and how discreet it was for them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun working with them. They have a great sense of humor. All of them, I found, 
Uh, I didn't have any diva moments with any of them. Um, they're just, you know, I think you attract that clientele, though, don't you, that really want a professional service, and so therefore they are professional themselves. Yeah, I totally agree. I think if anything, um, in my experience, it, if anything, I have sympathy for them because they are so much in the public eye and so much judged by um, every single thing that they do and paparazzi and everyone has a camera phone and they feel um, constantly like they need to uh, live up to a certain standard and that's absolutely not fair. Um, everybody should really not have to do that. But I think um, being able to find yeah great help like you um, and and trustable help is something that I'm sure brought them a lot of comfort and you know some of the transformations are incredible and it just goes to show when you do focus and you have great people helping you to achieve something you can really do um, amazing things so I think that's amazing. Um, I wanted yeah I wanted to uh, ask you a couple of. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get a couple of uh, advice and tidbits from you because, you know, at this time of year, um, closing to the end of the year, coming up to the beginning of the new year, everybody is probably shifting their focus um, from the merriment of the Christmas season to, um, you know, what they want to focus on and improve in their life across all those different spectrums in the new year. And of, of course, one of the biggest New Year's resolutions every year is to lose weight or sort your health and fitness out by a nutrition and or working out. And so I know we just went into a lot of detail about how, you know, every single person is different and there needs to be a personal approach. But do you have any general tips that you've seen make an impact to people that can be applied pretty wide stroke? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think the first thing that people need to start with is is their goals, their wellness goals, and be, you know, really realistic around those. Just like when you're making a business goal, you know, keep them smart, keep them um, very realistic and achievable is one of the main things. Because you know what, you, you can't do something like because weight loss is one of the biggest um, sort of New Year's resolution. But um, you know, really, what you want to do is you know you can't lose a stone in a week kind of thing. So it's it's doing it in achievable chunks um, and monitoring along the way. <laughs> and being really realistic. And I always tell people to work on an 80-20 rule, and that's 80% really fantastic food working towards your goals and 20% what you like. Um, now, some really quick tips is that obviously we're going into the new year uh, being super dehydrated <laughs> with uh, you know, bringing in the new decade and, and everything. So water is going to be your number one and have that in between the meals. Taking a look at really easily digestible foods as well, and that can be anything from um, soups to salads. And a lot of people don't feel like eating salads in the winter, so they could go for something like um, having some raw sauerkraut with their meals, which will really help um, heal that gut and boost their immune system as well. But making sure that they are definitely balanced. I mean, you, you know, there are certain food groups that. I don't normally put into into programs, but everyone needs to be responsible and knowledgeable around removing a food group if that is what they wish to do. So there's some simple stuff, but start with start with a small cleanse. I mean, nothing radical. This is the problem. People either think they're on a diet or they're off a diet. And that's what really happens with the failure of New Year's resolutions. And I just think if you were to adopt an all-round healthy eating regime, 
in an 80-20 rule, you will then be able to have a long-term game plan with those long-term anti-aging results. And the main result that I want for people is to wake up feeling absolutely effervescent and energized every single morning to start their day, to keep their weight in check and make sure that they're comfortable with their weight, um, whatever that may be. Some people like to have a heavier frame, some people don't, depending on what they're actually doing. Um, and it is about feeling fantastic and protecting against the diseases of civilization. That's cancer, heart disease, mental health issues, diabetes. All of those are caused by lifestyle changes, um, not, you, you know, in a good way. And so getting yeah. those check is, again, should be part of their goal. So, you know, don't go on and off a diet take a look at adopting a new healthy habit each week of 2020 and you will be surprised how your well-being will skyrocket by the end of the year. And I absolutely love what you just said and it speaks uh, so much to me and what I also believe in. I think I see so many of my friends go uh, you know, the word yo-yo diet is there for a reason because it's yeah. so stupid. Like people are so restrictive, but it can't be maintained over a longer period of time. And unfortunately, in addition to the fact that it plays havoc with their metabolism and lots of other parts of their internal systems, I think that one of the things I've noticed is that it has a humongously detrimental effect on their mental health. Because in effect, they're on this crazy diet, which really is not so restrictive that nobody could actually do it for forever right and then they they do the wrong thing and then they feel horrible like they failed like they let themselves down and this cycle is really not healthy on either side so mental health or on physical body um and i think what you said is perfect and it's exactly right if you want to make a change you have to do it in small chunks at a time and i mean what you said before about don't try and make these things into a diet or not um, create a lifestyle around um, healthfulness and find healthful things that you love. Um, and, and then it doesn't become a diet. It just becomes the way, right? Exactly. It must become a way of life. You know, I'm going to be 53 on my next birthday and people always say, wow, Barbara, how come you have so much energy? How come you look so great? Well, it's not the one or two things that I, I do. It's over the years since I was 18 and sick and went into you know, the world of nutrition that I've, I do hundreds of different things probably every week, but it's such a lifestyle um, that I live it. And so therefore that's what gives me the energy, not the one or two things. And the other point, and you touched on before, is that everyone's really looking for these quick fixes, you know, and it's a bit like swinging a business around. You know, some people come to me and, uh, you know, they might have one of the diseases of civilization and, and, and in some scenarios have been given, you know, three months to live. They have to turn their health around very, very quickly. And that can be done and has been done successfully. But we are impatient and people expect results within, you know, one week, two weeks. And if they're not getting, you know, dramatic results in that time, then they tend to give up. And that's really not um, healthy physically or mentally and is the start of the yo-yo as well, as you, as you just said. So being a little bit more patient with ourselves, it's just like when you're turning around a business that could be 
in trouble or failing and, and maybe in debt, you, you know, 150,000 pounds in debt uh, for a business, how long would it take to turn that around? Well, if you look at the average body, we are worryingly deficient in, uh, you know, omega-3s and vitamins and minerals and dehydrated, and you are not going to turn that around in a week. It's going to take a while, just like a business in debt is going to take a while. Your body will take a while. So we need to also learn to be patient with ourselves and have those realistic goals. I totally agree with everything you just said, and that's music to my ears. I think one of the things that we have seen as we've launched our business recently, I get so many people that are asking us to, um, you know, they've been taking a, a vitamin for, for five days and when will they see a result? And I just think it's not, that's not the, that's not how it works. It took a long time for you to get to where you are now. And only through consistency over a long period of time, will you see a benefit. And it's, it's exactly what you said. It's not even just that you'll see a benefit it's that that benefit might even be the lack of a negative, which you'll never really know. You know, for example, yeah. I didn't develop Alzheimer's. Well, that may <laughs> exactly. be down to your genetics, but it also may be down to the fact that you um, did Sudoku puzzles, went for walks and took ashwagandha every day. You know, like you don't know. It's very difficult for us to prove it. But there is enough of these cases like yourself. Um, my grandma is 93. She travels the world and she swears by her regimes. Um, and it is this consistency over a long period of time that creates this long lasting effect. And uh, right. yeah, there's no shortcut. No shortcuts. No, no, I, I agree. There are no shortcuts and it is about routines. And, you know, I, I now that I do my one-to-ones, when I work with someone, I don't take them on for any less than a three-month period because they need to be mentored within those three months to make sure that they're accountable in creating new healthy habits. But also they can see the body kind of go through the changes and understand you, you know, how it's actually changing. But, you, you know, supplementation is so integral in that because we are worryingly deficient um, because our, you know, regular food source just isn't potentially giving us everything that we need on a daily basis. So, um, you know, cells renew within a 90-day period. So if you're not doing something consistently for 90 days, I doubt you're going to see the changes that you really want to see. Um, so, yeah, I get them to stick to a, at least a 90-day program. And then it's, it's, it's fully in their new routine, hopefully. Yeah, and I love this idea, and you're absolutely right. I think 90 days is a great... Um, tool and also keeps, like you said at the beginning, these, um, these little micro um, goals, measurable, attainable, realistic, um, as opposed to this, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in 90 days and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just insane. Every cover of every magazine, but it's just, I think this is where the, the industry has created a humongous problem and where these, you know, more sound, um, leveled, consistent, um, honest and natural approaches are, have got to be the way of the future. If we're going to, we're going to fix, um, yeah, the health condition of the, the population in, in both the UK and the United States, where we have a, a big problem and those conditions you mentioned before, um, you know, diabetes is an epidemic, yes. uh, cancer is an epidemic and these types of things, um, I'm not saying are curable, but are absolutely, um, yeah, lessened and or prevented by better lifestyle choices 
um, in, as soon as you can, basically, I think. And I think it's the impact that that's actually having on people's lives and those around them as well um, that, that can be measured. And so if you can do something and take responsibility and help alleviate um, you know, your ailments, which by having a healthier lifestyle, it's, it's such an easy thing to do that everyone can adopt. They just need the proper advice to take that forward. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, it's, it is this full circle approach. Um, and, you know, I know we're closing in on time, but I wanted to touch on it um, before we finish. I've noticed, you know, I've, I've read up about it. We had a discussion previous to this. And there's this um, this full circle approach that you have where you have this wheel of life. And it's not just about diet. It's not, it's about all the, the parts of your life. And you talk about um, this 10 steps, 10 years, 100 days. Yes. Um, and I think that this is an extremely good way of doing it. And I would love to, to have you explain that a bit more, um, because I think this is an approach that a lot of people will find extremely pragmatic and yep. interesting. So my 10 steps, so I have 10 sort of principles, pillars, 10 steps to a healthy diet. And they are the principles that I love for people to follow. The next 10 is to look and feel 10 years younger, which everybody wants, right? Um, (laughs) And then you have to commit 100 days. And if you were to put the 10 principles into place for 100 days, you would definitely feel... um, you know, 10 years younger at least. And so the 10 areas, I love 10s by the way, um, the 10 (laughs) areas, um, you know, our fitness, our health, our wealth, you know, I've, I've had billionaires on my program and I've also had people who can't afford to feed their family that week for dinner. So, you, you know, I've, I've had both ends of the scale and how that actually can cause stress on the body. So I do like to take a look at that because that is part of the wellness equation. It's, um, so we have the fitness, the health, the wealth, the personal development, which is learning why you should be, um, you know, taking care of yourself. I have a mental health area. I have friends and family because they are your support system. It is really important to have them enroll with you and keep you accountable. I have an Mm -hmm. environment section as well. Really important for you to take a look at your environment, not only externally, where you're working, where you're living, um, the wider environment as well within your your food chain, but your internal environment and how toxicity can um, cause issues for some people as well. And um, romance and significant other is another area, you know, you, you cannot take a, a holistic look at your life and expect to feel effervescent in 10 out of 10, love my 10s, I told you, every morning <laughs> if you're not looking at those sections. It's about having your wheel of life rolling smoothly and especially rolling smoothly into the new year, a new decade. How amazing is that? Absolutely. And I think... Um, this approach is extremely good because I think that unfortunately what happens is people focus on only one area and they don't uh, really look at the big picture. And sometimes 
um, over-focused or um, over-indexing, as my best friend calls it, in a certain area will actually have detrimental effects to the rest of your life. And then you just end up with a wonky wheel with the wonk on the other side, right? So you've got to make sure that your your wheel is is even and, you know, only through having that balance across all of those things um, can can you really feel, yeah, at, at, yeah, at peace, I guess, or contented. Um, but I think more so, I think that the way that you've organized it and the way you've just explained it, um, I think I would encourage anyone who's listening that's interested in this to go onto your website and we'll put the link to the website in the post. Um, but it's, it's, I think the way that you've done it extremely good. And I actually think more so than just at the new year, but actually doing this exercise of measuring, all of those different aspects of your life on a regular basis, checking in with yourself and being honest with yourself about how you feel about those things in your life so that you can really make an educated and concentrated and focused decision on where to put your energy to help improve that across the board. Melissa, I couldn't have said it any better. That's absolutely my wholehearted approach. And, and it's so wonderful that, you know, you're so aligned with that yourself. And, and, and it's a great message for people. Nobody wants a wonky wheel. Um, I love the way you put that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to creatively swipe that. I think that's brilliant. Um, so, you, you know, we all do want that wheel rolling smoothly. And, and, and just to add one more thing to it, please, nobody try to adopt a whole wellness wheel in one month. This is, um, you know, a three to 10 month program. So you're introducing and making healthy habits in each section of that wheel each month for those habits to stick and for it not to go backwards and to always just roll forward. Absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, I think all the people that are listening, if they're interested in that, they should definitely check out your website where there's a lot more information and where they can find out more about how they can engage with it. Um, I think the balanced approach has got to be the trend of 2020. I really love that um, that theme has come out of the discussion today. No more fad diets. Uh, no more fad trends, um, balance and moderation um, and really checking in with yourself has got to be the way that we go forward. Or we're just going to, this cycle will never end. And I think, yeah, people like yourself, Barbara, are a massive force for good in this and something that I am extremely grateful for, um, as I am for your time today. Thank you so much for joining me on the call. We'll definitely do this again. 